I'm the Failing Youth Pastor, and welcome to the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. Well, welcome to episode number 13 of the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. I am your host, the Failing Youth Pastor a.k.a. Travis Berry. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like my real name should just be Failing Youth Pastor. Like, that's just the name that my mom gave me. Because, honestly, sometimes I just, I feel like that. Anyway, um, so, yeah, ministry and life have been absolutely nuts for me. It's been crazy. And, um, yeah, so that's kept me from recording podcasts as much as I would like. I've been putting out Monday Motivation podcasts. They're kind of short and and sweet little devotionals or sermons that I preached in the past if I don't have time to record something new. But um, yeah, it's been been nuts. It's been a a crazy time in in ministry. Um, We've been doing some fundraising and in this past week, so Monday... Uh, we do a thing called Open Rock, which we open up our youth space, and it's just a fellowship time. So there's not a lot of program stuff that you have to prepare, but it's time, right? It, it's, a, it's a night hanging out, two and a half hours with students. And then Wednesday, we have youth group. And this weekend, I will be preaching two services, a morning service and an evening service. Now, a lot of y'all don't have morning and evening services, and in the churches that I serve at, we don't either, but at a church where I am going to be guest preaching, they have a morning service and an evening service, so I will be preaching two different messages <laughs> on Sunday, and then Monday we have Open Rock, the the fellowship time again. So one of the things that has been on my mind recently is just, number one, how do I stay sane but number two, how do how do I avoid burning out when things are just going 100 miles an hour, when things are just going crazy in ministry and in life? How do you avoid uh, burning out? And so that's what this episode is going to focus on. It's not going to so much focus on burnout and avoiding burnout like long term in ministry, but these things that I'm going to talk about will definitely apply to that. And then we have a, an awesome listener question of the day. In fact, when I was asked this question, I had thought about not even recording yet because I want to put a lot of flesh on this answer, but I also want to get something out to you, uh, to, to my listeners. And so we're going to, we're going to try our best to answer uh, a listener question today. But before we get into any of that, before we get into the avoiding burnout and and a listener question, we have to give a, a little shout out to our really fake sponsor of the day. Our sponsor for this episode of the Failing Youth Pastor podcast is Teen Translator. Look, language is constantly changing, and with the invention of the interwebs, language changes quicker 
then you can say, get off my lawn. That's why you need Teen Translator. Teen Translator is the only app that takes teen gibberish and translates it into real English. For instance, when a teenager texts, I yeeted my controller across the room. Teen Translator lets you know that this teenager threw his controller across the room while screaming like a deranged chimpanzee. Want to know teens better? Get Teen Translator today on Google Play and the App Store. Well, thank you, Teen Translator, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Of course, uh, we wouldn't be anywhere without our fake sponsors and, of course, without our awesome listeners. Um, So one thing before we jump into the main topic uh, for this episode, um, I kind of promised myself I wouldn't do this, but if you could go and rate and review the podcast, give it five stars, um, share the episode, that would be amazing, um, and I, I would greatly appreciate that. Look, I'm not in this to um, boost myself. I'm not in this to uh, get my name out there or to become famous or anything like that. But I I record these things so that it helps youth pastors and pastors. The last question of this episode, the the listener question is, is really from a senior pastor and I think it'll be helpful for for senior pastors, especially of small churches. But you know, I, I like I said, I, I record these because I want people to hear it, and people can't hear it if they don't know about it. So those two things, rating and reviewing the the podcast and and sharing the episode, greatly helps. And um, if this has been a blessing to you, if this has helped you in any way, if you could uh, share it with other people, I would be greatly, greatly appreciative of that. So let's talk about avoiding burnout. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, um, I've been going 100 miles an hour in ministry. It feels like I never get a, a break. Like someone is always texting me. There, There's a million different meetings that, that I'm a part of. It, 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 and then you have ministry stuff. And it's just, it feels like you almost can't catch your breath. And, and I know that this is kind of part of the gig, right? There, there are seasons and times where it just, you're going. And in the fall is, is kind of like that. You're getting back in the swing of, of regular youth group. If you're in youth ministry um, and, and things are kind of moving and going. And part of the issue has been, we, we've made some changes to our ministry and when you have changed, things feel new and, and they feel a little bit different. You feel out of your element almost, and that can create some of that angst as well. But I, I wrote down a, a few things that when you're in ministry, you need to to focus on, I think, three different things, three different areas in order to be successful in ministry, especially in those busy seasons, those busy times of ministry. And the first is finding rest in Christ. Ministry can be crazy busy, but in those crazy busy times, you don't have to go crazy. And and one of the things that I've had to learn over my years of ministry is that, number one, 
the the crazy busy times are kind of part of the gig. It's it's part of the the job. There are going to be times or or different seasons, dif- different uh, different months on the calendar that are going to be busier than other months. But even through the busyness, you have to find time to rest in the Lord. You have to find time to rest. And just because you're busy, just because things are are happening and there's a lot of things on your calendar does not mean that you can't find rest in the Lord. What it means is that you have to be intentional in making time to rest. Hebrews 4, 9 through 10 says this, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. See, the the Sabbath doesn't stop, right? Just because just because Jesus fulfilled the law doesn't mean that that we don't have to take Sabbath rest. Now, I don't believe that that means oh, every Saturday, uh, that's the that's the the sixth day, right? That's the seventh day we rest. Sorry, the seventh day uh, we we rest. What what is happening here? What's going on is that there's a principle being laid out. You have to take time to rest. You have to make time in your calendar to rest in the Lord. And so you need to set that time aside. And it's not just about time, right? It's not just about setting this time aside as if you're doing it out of obligation, but rather we set that time aside so that we can focus, so that we can rest in Christ. It's not enough to simply take a day off. You need to rest in Jesus. You need to spend time with him. You need to read the word. You need to pray through the word. You need to be replenished and refilled by Jesus on that Sabbath day of rest. And you need to plan it out and you need to take that Sabbath day. But the second thing, is that you need to find joy in the Lord. Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. See, when you realize the joy that God has because you are his child, you gain strength from that. And we're not necessarily talking about physical strength, but it it helps us press on knowing that we are his and he is ours. We find strength in the Lord knowing that he has joy over us. Knowing that we are his joy, that gives us strength, that gives us courage, that helps us press forward during the tough times during the busy weeks of ministry. You can press on with the strength of the Lord. See, because if God has called you into ministry, he will strengthen you for ministry. And ministry is hard. It's difficult. It, it Sometimes it really stinks. And, and you carry burdens of people. One, one of the things that has always gotten me with 
being in ministry is is one day you you'll go to a church and, and if you're not on staff at that church you you think everyone is just happy everyone's life is going great you 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 think everyone is just picture perfect it's like you're scrolling through facebook and everybody is happy and smiling all the time not many people post the bad pictures not many people post photos of when when their spouse and them are fighting you post the family picture where everyone's smiling, where everyone's happy. And that's what you get when you go to Sunday morning service at church. But all of a sudden, when you get into ministry, people come to you with all their garbage. They come to you with all of their, all, uh, all, all of their sin. And it's weighty and it's difficult. And there's kids in your ministry that are just struggling and going through a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. And there's parents who come to you and and they're struggling, and they don't understand their teenager, and and they're having marital issues, and that's causing some things to happen in the life of their son or, or their daughter, and, and you carry these, these burdens of people upon you, and you don't have anywhere to go with them. That's why the joy of the Lord is our strength, because we can go to Him with these things. We can go to Him when we're struggling. Let the joy of the Lord strengthen you. And then the last thing, it's highly practical, but it's something that you need and something that I'm learning I need more and more, and that is sleep. We need to sleep. You need to sleep. I, I'm a night owl. Um, in fact, I'm recording this right now as I'm speaking at 9.43 p.m. Now, that doesn't really seem all that late, but I have to wake up early tomorrow because I have to watch my son and one of his friends. I watch my son. I, I have to parent my son tomorrow, okay? I'm not babysitting. I'm parenting tomorrow and babysitting a friend of his because my wife has to go to school, but they have like an in-service thing. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm a night owl. I like to stay up late. Um, that's when I do a lot of thinking. That's when I, uh, I process things. I like to stay up late. That's a natural tendency of mine. I'm not a morning person whatsoever, but you need sleep and I need sleep. And in fact, God gave us sleep. Psalm 127 verse two says this in vain, you rise early and stay up late toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Sleep is vital. Sleep is vital for you and I. You need to sleep. When you don't sleep, you aren't running at 100%. And you've heard the phrase burning the candle at both ends, Right, waking up early and working, 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 staying up late and working, 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 working. Well, what happens when you burn a candle at both ends? You burn. You burn. If you're burning the candle at both ends, you will burn. Sleep helps helps us reset physically and mentally. And the cool thing is, is that God gave us sleep, but we got to use it. We have to use it wisely. Sleep well. If you want to be successful in ministry, make sure you are sleeping well. And here's a last thing. 
I don't have this in my notes and that that's okay. I, I don't need it in my notes and I don't have a Bible verse to go with it. It's, it's more practical uh, than, than anything, but you have to use your time wisely, especially during the, the busy times of ministry. It's easy to get into the office and to kind of veg out for a bit to say, look, I, I need to just take a step back. Um, home life is, is kind of crazy right now. Like for me, I have two small children. When I get home, it's go time. You know, they want to play. They want to hang out. They want to they want to tell me crazy stories about how, you know, their their little baby doll fell down the stairs and bonked her head. But she the baby told the doctor that her legs hurt, but really she hit her head. And, you know, they, they want you and as a father, they should they they should get you right. They they get they get you. They get your time. They get your energy. And so it's easy to either on the work end of things, the the ministry end of things, to slack off, or on the parent and spouse end of things to slack off. But what God is calling us to do is to use our time wisely. So when it's time to work, work, work hard, work diligently work well. When it's time to parent, parent well. Give your time and your energy to that. When your spouse needs time, give your spouse that time. Give them your energy, your effort, your attention. And when it's time to rest and relax, rest and relax well. But you can only do that if you are using time wisely. You can only do that if you're using your time when you're in the office well, and when you're at home well. Manage that calendar, manage that time, and you will succeed. If you don't manage that time, you are going to find that the busyness of ministry will eat you up and spit you out. It will overtake you. Manage your time well. So now that I've told you everything you need to know about avoiding burnout. Okay, not everything, but I, I told you uh, a decent amount about not burning out. Um, hopefully it was helpful. It is time for the listener question of the day. So today's listener question of the day comes from Jeff on Twitter at WilliamsJeff. One, and this was his question. What advice do you have for senior pastors who also are their own youth pastor? I'm trying to get our youth group started up and would appreciate any tips or pointers. And I I had a little back and forth with Jeff before... before getting on here to record uh, this portion of the of the podcast, and I seriously love this question. I absolutely love this question, and the reason why I love this question is because there are a lot of churches out there who are in this exact category. They're in this category where there's one staff member, and that one staff member is tasked with shepherding the entire flock, and that's tip number one. Your call is to shepherd the entire flock, not just adults, but teens as well. And this goes for pastors who have youth pastors as well. Your role and your call is to pastor and to shepherd everybody. 
you shepherd everybody. But when it comes specifically for youth ministry, a couple of tips that I would have for Jeff or, or another pastor who's in a similar situation. Tip number one is to start small. Don't think that you have to have a, a blowout every week, youth ministry, well-programmed, well-oiled m- machine. Start small. It could be something as a, a monthly Bible study or a fellowship time. It could be a time of hanging out with the pastor after a Sunday service once or twice a month, where after Sunday service, you get done preaching and you allow all of the youth to sit in a room with you, you share some donuts, and they get to ask you questions about your sermon. They get to interact with your sermon. Maybe you write out some small group questions or something for them. Start small, but start somewhere, right? Take, take that first little step. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is find a group of adults who care about teenagers, Find people who maybe in the past they were involved in youth ministry or they have a heart for youth ministry, even if they have never done it before. If they're like, you know what, I think passing on the faith to the next generation would be a pretty big deal and I would like to get on board. Start forming that team because that's going to be the lifeblood of your youth ministry. Because whether you have a youth pastor or don't have a youth pastor or have someone who's dedicated to that, that team, that group of adults is going to stay there. If they're committed, they're going to they're going to stay there. They're going to carry that ministry forward. So start building that team. And the last thing is this. Love those teenagers. Relate to them. Find ways where you can relate to them. And this is kind of piggybacking off the first thing, the s- small steps. I gave you some some things that you could do, but they need to know that you care. As their senior pastor, they need to know that that you are there for them, that you're not just for the adults, but you're for them as well. And if they know that, if they know that, hey, my senior pastor cares for me, that is the best thing in the world. And if they know that, if they know that you care about them, you're going to see fruit in that area. But they have to know that you care. They have to know that you love them, that you care for them, and that you are for them. So those would be some of my quick tips for you, Jeff, and for any other pastor out there who is a a solo pastor at a church. Start small, build a team, and please, please, please make sure those students know that you love them and that you care for them. Jeff, thanks for the question. You always ask great ones, uh, and I hope that my answer is beneficial for you and maybe a few other pastors out there. Hey, look, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any feedback, you can hit me up on Twitter at FailingYouthPTR or on Instagram at FailingYouthPTR or send me an email, failingyouthpastor at gmail.com. We will catch you on the next episode of the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast.